I'm Kate. And I'm Allie. And welcome to Raising Our Tribes. Welcome to Raising Our Tribes. I'm Allie. I'm Kate. And we're glad that you're here today. Today we're going to be talking about a few things. We're going to be talking about IVDD and our love for our fur babies and whether we're a little too out there. I think we are. We could be. (laughs) But really, I think it's our husbands that are wrong. Yeah, true. Um, So anybody else tend to think that their uh, fur babies um, are a little more... I guess, fragile than, say, a human baby <laughs> or, you know, because we, my husband thinks I'm completely nuts. We're we're not saying that we love our dogs more than our babies or our husbands, but they're on the list. Yes. They're, they're, they're definitely they're on the list. Yeah. So, my husband actually asked me last week. If God came down and asked me if it was him or the dog, (laughs) would the dog live or not? And I told him, obviously, I would choose him. It's not that I wouldn't choose him, but the dog is important to me. Been through it all. Like, I mean, you know, it's kind of like having a best friend that doesn't always necessarily have an opinion, doesn't always have to have something to say. You know, I talk to my animals for one. I don't know. I mean, that's your dog. That's yeah. not my dog. Ella definitely has opinions. That's true. <laughs> that is true. She has opinions. That is true. Um, Jagger, I have a um, pit bull. Well, we kind of share the love for him. Um, and he has opinions. His face says it all. But he got that from her. He was raised by a dachshund. So, yes. that being said, you know, he's, he's one of a kind. That's for sure. My dachshund, her name is Ella. We have had her for almost eight years. And I got her a few months after I was married. And she is a force to be reckoned with. She is... I know everybody says their dogs are not like normal dogs. She is a force. She runs the house. She mothers the things, be it furry or human. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she runs it all. And take it, my husband, um, he's been around pit bulls his entire life. And he melts, she melts his heart like I've never seen <laughs> any other dog melt his heart before. He acts like a total pudding pop when it comes to Ella. Yeah. So, okay, this is where I kind of want to talk about IVDD, which is intervertebral degenerative disc disease. And it's very common in a few breeds of dogs, but most commonly it is seen in dachshunds because of their very long backs and very short legs. And it is a disc disease to where the discs in their back rapidly degenerate and compress on the spinal cord. And that can be no matter what you do. There are things that you can do to lower your risk. But a lot of it is really breed breed specific. So it started about three weeks ago. On Thursday morning, Ella came running into my room and went directly under my bed, which was, and started whining, which was super, super unlike her. 
And then Landon, my five-year-old, came in. And at the time, I really didn't think anything of it. I think I thought maybe, you know, the boys were playing with her a little bit rougher. And they knew they weren't supposed to do that. So I asked my five-year-old Landon what he did. And he just kind of had this look on his face that told me that he did something <laughs> that he knew he wasn't supposed to Y'all do. Y'all learn all about those So it, it <laughs> took me about five minutes to get it out of him and finally he was mommy I was just making her dance I pulled her paw so I said okay and a few minutes later she seemed to be fine and I checked on her and what I noticed was it was kind of towards her kind of like towards her back on her rib cage area where she was really kind of sore so my first thought was maybe this was just a situation where he had pulled her a little bit too hard and she was a little sore, but she was acting normal. She was eating, she was drinking, you know, she was running around the house as normal. So I really didn't think anything more of it than that. Then that evening, um, I was on my bed with my three month old, um, changing his diaper and Kate, you were in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was in the kitchen, and she came running in there and doing circles, and I kind of panicked, so I come running back here, and I was like, uh, best friend, there's something wrong with the dog, um, you know, like, help, and she started to panic and worry as well, and... Yeah, and I remember that night, once I got her on my bed, she was circling over and over. And holding her butt up in the And she was really extending her hindquarters up into the air, so when she continued to do this just over and over again, that was when, and she couldn't settle. Like she continued to whine and, and circle and it was like you could just tell. And then finally she just kind of fell. It wasn't like a, I can't move kind of fall. It was just like a, I don't know what else to do. And she just kind of went onto her side and her head hit my pillow and she just whined. And it was, that was the point where I was like, something's wrong. I need to take her in right now and I remember Kate walked back through to my bedroom door and I just she said what do you think it is and I just looked at her I was like IVDD yeah I know she called it like right on point I know I know that's that's what this is and many people don't realize but IVDD can range from mild to serious the most serious being paralysis much of this paralysis can be temporary, but it's really depending on how quickly you're able to get them seen. Because most of the time, if they lose function and they, they are paralyzed in their hindquarters, it requires surgery. And even with, with surgery, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to regain that function. But it depends on how long you let it go. And it's a really case-to-case basis type of thing. We were very blessed, and Ella did not lose function. She was level 2, and it goes from level 1 all the way to level 5. And a level 5 is complete paralysis. Um, they have a 70% chance of regaining function with surgery. Without surgery, they have about a 20% chance. Depending on the level, you can treat it with conservative treatment, which is steroids, pain medication, and most importantly, crate rest for a period of about eight weeks. We did that, and, um, well, she well, I say we, like I was part of this whole thing. Um, 
But she didn't. Well, you were. It just didn't seem to help Ella. It it didn't. We took her that night, and the vet told me, um, asked me if I was familiar with IBDD, and I was, but I've never had the experience of having a dog that had IBDD. And she told me, she said, you know, she has function, she is in some pain, and I'm not trying to downplay that. Um, but I don't think that she needs surgery. I think the likeliness of her needing surgery is very, very low. I don't think she's ever going to need it. And she prescribed her steroids, pain medication, and sent us home to, you know, restricted activity. Well, I may have made a mistake when I restricted her. I restricted her from jumping as much as I could, but I did not put her on crate rest. And that was from Thursday night, fast forward to Sunday. I remember Sunday morning, we started to see a pretty rapid decline. Her gait was becoming a bit wobbly. She just, she wasn't improving. You could tell that she was declining in in that. And so. And still feeling pain through pain medicine. She was. And so that was the point where she came in to my bedroom. She got on my bed. She was running. She was whining. I was trying to feed her. Kate had gone home. My husband was here. And he was like, you said this was going to get better. What is wrong with my dog? That's what you told me. And the reason why that's so comical is my husband's like, I don't love that dog. Mm-hmm. All the time. I don't. Yep. She's that's all right. That's dog. That's your dog. I'm not that dog's daddy. But he loves her. He just doesn't want to admit it. Until she's hurt. And then it's his dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then it's his dog. My husband really noticed that she was not acting normally. I came in the room, and she's circling, and she's whining. And some of the main symptoms of IVDD are stiffness of the the neck, the limbs, or the back. Um, if it's really severe, they can drag their rear legs, but most of that happens when it is level five where they are paralyzed in their hind legs. You're going to see weakness. You're going to see pain. You know, if they're lowering their head, that's a sign also, um, when they're walking strangely, you know, those are the signs to really look for. And how it comes on is crazy because they go from being fine yeah. to all of the sudden something is wrong. And, and it is very wrong. Like, uh, aside from the morning that she had with her when I got here, Ella was, I mean, she was her normal self, jumping up on the couch, loving, you know. And then it was just like out of the blue, all of a sudden, her behavior changed. And she's pretty, like, Ella is pretty... Um, forthcoming with her behavior like you know what to expect well I do anyway um because I've known her for four years um right four years five years five years something like that it was a long time yeah it's been a while um so when her behavior instantly changed like that it was just kind of like whoa you know something's really not right and she was in a lot of pain a lot of pain yes and so we took her in and my husband looked at me and he said something that I really didn't expect him to say. He looked at me and he was like, well, if 
she needs surgery. You need to just tell them we can afford the surgery. If she needs it, we just need to get this taken care of. I've made jokes for years. What if Ella needed a $7,000 surgery? You'd save her. And he would, he would look at her and be like, nope, bye dog. Mm -hmm. Because that's how he is about dogs. He was raised completely differently than I was. Dogs are family. Dogs have always been family. Him, he was raised kind of more rough and tumble, I guess. Dogs are dogs. And Kate's husband was also, mm -hmm. like, yeah. very... A dog is a dog. Yeah. It is not family. We like the dog. But at the end of the day, we're not going to bend over backwards for the dog. Exactly. And I was raised... A dog is family. Mm. You know, like, and to a large point, it's like... We like dogs more than we like people. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a shirt actually when I was like 16 and it said, the more I hear you talk, the more I like my dog. <laughs> it's just comical now because it's true. Like 100% true. So we get to the emergency vet and they take her inside. And right now during the COVID restrictions, they just come out they take your dog and then they examine your dog and they call you. So when I got the call, they told me, you know, at this point, we could put her on more IV medication, you know, and, and give her rest and just kind of see how she responds. Unless you want to move forward with an MRI. And MRIs are very, very expensive. But we made the decision that we needed to get this problem taken care of. So we went forward with the MRI. And so she had to stay overnight because dogs do have to be put under for the MRI. So the next morning they call me and they let me know that they intend to put her under for the MRI in the early afternoon and that they highly suspect that this is just a disc problem that may or may not require surgery. Um, but I needed to be aware that it, there was a small chance that it could be something like a malignant spinal tumor. So that was super scary. I was freaked out yeah. the entire day from that whole phone call on until I got the second phone call. So for about four to five hours, I just waited. And I was... A mess. I, I mean, I wouldn't Pacing. say... I, I was not a mess. I was just very nervous. So a few hours later, it was about four o'clock. Um, so he calls me back about four o'clock that afternoon and says that there aren't any tumors and that it is her discs, but she did throw a little wrench into exactly what we plan to find. She had um, two discs in her um, <clears throat> lumbar area of her back that definitely needed surgery, but also directly in the center, she had some herniated discs also, but it looked like they had kind of broken down over time and he wasn't sure if it was something that needed treated with, surgery or could be treated with conservative treatment and he didn't want to open her up as much as he would have to to operate on both places so we sent it over to the radiologist and we heard back from the radiologist the next morning and his recommendation was to operate on both places and they did that in the afternoon and oddly all of this really was the easy part <laughs> She came through surgery great. She came home. She is right now about 12 days past operation. But here's the thing. whether When you're dealing with IVDD, whether you are using conservative treatment to treat it, whether you are surgically treating it, 
they have to be on crate rest for a long time. With surgery, it can be anywhere from four to eight weeks. It really just depends. With conservative treatment, you're looking at anywhere between six and eight weeks because the spine heals very, very slowly. So we're at the point right now where I love her, <laughs> but she's mad. And yeah, she's. You remember back we said that she runs stuff mm, in the house. She so does. Crates are not really her thing. Like she'll go in them, but she's not happy about it and right now. So she was really starting to struggle with it. So what I did was I went out and I bought her a pack and play. Okay. And my husband rolled his eyes, said, I don't even want to know. You bought a whole pack and play for the dog. She's not just a dog, y'all. My mama thinks that it's going to get better as time goes on in our marriage. You know, that we've converted him. He's come quite a ways since we've been married. But he has a, a ways to go. You know, um, we brought her home. She was on a lot of medications. You know, she was on um, about four different medications on a total regimen. And my husband walks in and says, she's going on a ham schedule. And I said, what? And he said, she needs to be given ham every four hours. You didn't tell me about this. Oh, yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> she needs to be given ham every four hours. And then I forgot about the ham. And he walked back in and looked at me and said, why didn't you give my dog ham? It's been more than four hours. You don't forget her medicine. And I'm looking at him at this non-dog person. Yeah. And he's it, this is all hilarious because if you would hear like some of the just the ways that he tries not to make himself out like he loves Ella the way he does, it y'all would just it would it it would complete the whole story. Look, like, he's, this is hilarious. You know, and even then, you know, we got the final bill, and the final bill, all inclusive, was about seven thousand dollars, and he's sitting there. It's a dog, but it's a dog. It's just a dog. It's not just a dog. I texted my mom a picture of Ella in her pack and play with her, you know, food bowl set up. And she's got this big fluffy bed in there. And my mom texts back, it looks great. And then I said, James thinks that I am super crazy for buying a pack and play for a dog. And her response was, she's family. And James is just having relapses right now mm -hmm. but it's gonna get better it's just relapse that's all it is he'll go back and forth you know for one one day he's it's just a dog it is just a dog put her outside she's just a dog and the next day he's cooking her a very expensive um prime rib for her birthday i don't know yeah it didn't um... or it was it i'm sorry it was filet mignon yeah for her birthday. There you <laughs> he cooked it he served it and he sang her happy birthday so I don't, I don't really think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so our question of the day really in, in today's podcast is, are we crazy or are our husbands? I don't think we are. I don't think we're crazy. No. I think that they're crazy. But you know, when they married us, they knew. But when they married us, they absolutely knew yes. that we were crazy dog people. We're always going to be crazy dog people. And they just need to come on over to the dark side. And just, yep. Just, you know, be a hero. Just yep. be a hero. And I will have to say, with the whole uh, dog sense thing, 
Um, I've had two males, and they do not compare. Males just do not compare to females. They just don't. I that's, don't know if that's... Like, I don't mean to say, you know, uh, the whole uh, Jupiter's... Or how's it go? Um, how's that what? thing go? Where, what thing? Something about boys more stupid hurt girls go to Mars get more candy bars or something like that. You know how they used to do it? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know. 90s, baby, 90s. Well, I, I kind of agree because I've tried to have a few males and, you know, I made sure they had go-homes, but they were not suited for me no. or, or our lifestyle there. They're different. That's just been my experience. I'm not saying that's the always going to be the experience for every dog because each dog is different. Each dog has its own personality. In my experience, females are a lot more calm, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in, in nature and a lot more loud in personality. And yeah. that's just kind of my preference Yeah. with it. Dachshunds are definitely my breed. Pitbulls are mine. Pitbulls are definitely yours. You know, in speaking on our husbands, thinking that they're not dog people, I think they're closet dog people, and they yeah. just need to come on out of that closet. I think the closet helps them to feel more um, manly. Masculine. I yeah. do too. I yeah. do too. The other night, I was scrolling through Facebook videos, and there was this video where a YouTuber had like done a social experiment to um, prank people and, was, and stopped people. And with dogs and would say, I will give you $1 million right now if you'll sell me your dog. And James looks at this and he said, buy dog. And he said, I wouldn't sell Ella for a million dollars. Nope. I wouldn't sell Diesel either. And then a minute later he goes, I'm mad at you because you did this to me. That's what he said. He said, I'm mad at you. You did this to me because I just realized that (laughs) I would not sell the dogs for a million dollars. And I am betraying my whole upbringing. Dogs are dogs. They're dogs. And he's sitting here talking to himself. They're dogs. What is wrong with me? They're dogs. But they're not. Yeah, no. But they're not. They're family. Yeah. Specifically, I mean, they... Definitely, definitely. Um, you want to talk about Jagger? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jagger's... <laughs> one of a kind. Jagger's, one of a kind. Jagger's like... like for, I always say Ella is a human in a dog's body, and I think Jagger is very much a human in a dog's body. Very much so. Yeah, because um, the way he uh, interacts with things and the way he re- interacts uh, with people and feelings and um so on and so forth like she sent me a video just the other day of um ella in her crate before they had moved her into this back and play and she was of course her distress barking which she's not in distress but um to tell her that is a different story 
Um, and he was just sitting there, staring at the phone, cocking his head back and forth, like he knew exactly who that was, what was going on, you know. Um, and then, like, uh, when we first, when I first met Jagger, he was a pup. Y'all got him at, uh, what, five weeks old, I think? Six weeks? Something. No, I, I think he was right at six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. Um, and then when I first met him, I was like, I looked at him and I said, y'all got Jim, you know, because I've been around kids my whole life, so. Um, I currently um, had to stop uh, rescuing because I was ending up with too many of them, and there's just not enough homes for them. They're misunderstood. Um, but Jagger is, uh, how, how do we say it? Jagger is the um, prime example of a pit bull that you want. Um, like, he is something that, he's something serious. Um, he's, you know, with his expressions and his um, just just his way of being your dog is it's it's he's he's an awesome dog he's an awesome dog and not to mention you know with us talking about ivdd and everything um pit bulls are more of the uh durable of the breeds if i if i don't mind saying um i've owned german shepherds i've owned um rottweilers i've owned all big dogs pretty much my whole life and pit bulls are just resilient creatures um, and they mimic a lot of your behavior, so. They, they, they definitely do. And I think you may have confused <laughs> just a little bit. Jagger was my dog. Oh, well, yeah. And that kind of has a story of its own. Um, Kate was with me when, you know, I first got him. And you guys were living with us at the time, I think, shortly after that um, I brought him home. You said Aiden. Aiden, uh, he was one of mine, um, but he was the same breed as Jagger was. Um, and she said that Aiden was one of the reasons why she started wanting Jagger because Aiden was. Aiden was. I was at your house that day and we, uh, at the meet and he was just walking around and he was just so calm. Like, I really want one. Yeah. And, and this dog, um, Aiden, who we're speaking of right now, he didn't like everybody. But when he met Allie, he just, like, they just clicked. Like, they were two peas in a I mean, if anyone, you know, knows, it's her. So, because she clicked with Aiden. If you can get in with that dog, it was, he was pretty good. Like, he wasn't vicious or anything. He just had a certain, he was very um, in tune with his surroundings. Um, and if he didn't like you, there was a good reason behind it. Um, and I trusted that. Absolutely. And the story kind of behind that is I had him for many years. I love that dog. I still love that dog. That's why, you know, we kind of share the love, kind of yeah. have joint custody thing. Yeah. Um, but then one day in the kitchen, it completely broke my heart. My kids were eating and Jagger was always super good with Ella. He would let her just yell at him and dive on top of him. And he was actually doing that the night before. One of my kids were at the table and they dropped a piece of food and Jagger was going to bully <laughs> Ella into giving him the food. And he bit the top of her head and it wasn't hard. You could definitely tell he was, he's not a vicious dog. He's still not a vicious dog. He's, he, feels he, horrible he, about it he did feel horrible about it. He, he was trying to do what he felt like he had to do to get the food. 
But unfortunately, if you guys know dogs, once it happens once over food, it's going to happen again. And that was a risk I couldn't take. And so, she's so much, she's a small dog. It's, you know, with a small dog and a big dog, you just... They're not compatible. They're not. Because, you know, small dogs, they get in scuffles. Big dogs, they get in scuffles. The problem is when you have a powerful breed and a small breed, there's no guarantee the small breed is even going to be able to walk away and handle that scuffle. Right. You know, and that's kind of where you have to draw the line. So I called Kate, and she came and got Jagger the next day. And, you know, I think you should talk about the phone call that you got. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so, so that was the night. The I, I'm. It was either the day after or the night um, that it happened. Um, I get a phone call and it's um, her husband. It's Allie's husband, and he says Jagger attacked Ella, and that was it. Like he just stopped at that. So my like my heart sank to my stomach. Like. Is she okay? Is she alive? And then he continues with, yep, she's okay. She's alive, but you need to come get Jagger. And I was like, uh, okay. And I know how important Ella is to Allie and her husband and his family. Um, so I was like, okay, do I need to come like now? This was at like 930 at night. Um, I do believe you had taken her to the emergency vet already, right? Yeah. Yeah, my mom was visiting and me and my mom had taken her. Um, and he was just, but like the initial, uh, you need to come get Jagger because he attacked Ella. It was absolutely like, like I was thrown, thrown back by it because it was like Jagger attacked Ella, like that kind of thing. And then it was like, oh my gosh, is Ella okay? Is she alive? Like what happened? You know? Um, and then he was like, no, she's okay. Um, she's got some marks on the back of her head. Um, Allie's with her at the emergency vet now, um, getting some stitches in the back of her head. But I need you to come get Jagger as soon as possible. So I came the next morning and uh, I picked Jagger up and he's been with me ever since. And I've got all big dogs. I don't have, all, I don't have any small dogs. Um, and I've got a female in the house, so it's not like a territorial thing with them two or anything. And what's a little bit funny about that is that um, James was at work when this happened. And I was here. I had just had a baby. (laughs) My baby was only three weeks old um, when this happened. And um, I called him. I let him know what happened. And he's like, you need to be sure because you can't. I've already handled I don't that. want to look at that picture of my dog. Yeah, no. See, this goes back to the whole, you know, acting like he doesn't care when really he does care. Um, my husband's he's uh, he's into car audio. and Mine so, as well. Yeah. So, when it comes to me and my dogs, um, he just kind of like, he just kind of accepts it, I guess. Like, they have to. Like, they have no choice because they know we're going to win anyway. I mean, that's true. That's very, very true. So, what is something you would do for your dogs that your husband thinks is a little strange? Probably, um... I don't really know, because, like, like, 
you can't put a finger on my strangeness or the distance that I will go for my dogs. Like, right. I'm saying like, I don't know. Like, um, trying to think of something that I have done. It's that he's just like, what? Oh, I did. However, um, Debo, his, uh, there was this heat gun that we have. Um, and it's, uh, for like things like um, heat shrink that he puts on wires and stuff like that um, and I did steal the heat gun to put in my dog's house with her so that she didn't get cold um, she's old like I said and it wasn't that cold outside for me to steal his heat gun but I stole it and then I just didn't even tell him about it and he was looking for it for like a month and it was there in her dog house I honestly have a couple things. Like the other day, my husband, he knows they're both really big car audio enthusiasts. And that's great for them. You know, I'm glad they have that hobby. They they really enjoy it. But I hate it when he, he shakes my house. <laughs> I just hate it. I can't stand it. And this particular day, he came in and was like, my friend's coming over. And, you know, it's going to shake the house. <laughs> He's like, you should probably just go shopping. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. So I get home and he's like, what is all this? So what do you mean? You told me to go shopping. He said, yeah, but I didn't think that you were going to go shopping for the dog. Like I didn't think uh, yeah. that you were going to come home with like 74 dog toys. Like I didn't think that's what was going to happen. You know, and then with all this happening the other day when you were here, um, we walked in to my husband's man cave and he said, and I walked in and I said, oh, by the way, our dogs now have health insurance. And I walked right back out. <laughs> yeah, that was funny because I didn't even know that he didn't know. So when she walked in there and said that, and just turned around and walked right back out. I was like, oh, this is great. Because for some reason, whenever her and I tend to go in somewhere like the man cave or or somewhere together we're up to something automatically like it doesn't our husbands get a little nervous yeah they get real nervous when we get together um so and nothing is impossible when it comes to kate and Allie time we so, have some stories yeah that's all i'm we saying have we have some stories we we do so but as far as health insurance goes for your animals i if you love your dogs like we do i really suggest it um I'm not going to name off any particular brand that I don't like. I am going to say that I recommend True Opinion. If you start when they are young, that will lock in the puppy rate for you for the life of your dog. You can choose your own deductible and then they will pay up they will pay up to 90% of eligible costs if your pet gets sick, if your pet um, is injured Cancer. and yes, and they also have direct pay. Um, with participating veterinary offices where they will pay directly and nothing has to come out of pocket except for your deductible and your 10%. So that's what I chose to do and I highly recommend it. I really wish I would have done it before now. <clears throat> so we would love to hear from you guys. Our question for today's podcast is, who's crazy? Are we crazy dog ladies? Or are our husbands crazy? We're thinking we're crazy dog ladies. Which one? <laughs> Send us an email at raisingourtribes at gmail.com titled 
question episode one and give us your answer. And we are sounding off. Yeah, see you next time.